0: on manifestation, amplify your intuition, and play in the quantum. We are now besties. Let's do this. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Awakening Her podcast. I am so excited to record this episode, and I want to first of all start by saying I don't fully know what this episode is going to end up being. I've been wanting to talk um, since I first started this show about the topic of our body and our the relationship with our body and manifesting the body we want and dealing with the interaction between us and our body, but I've never been able to formulate a, you know, perfect topic or a perfect teaching, but what I feel called today to do is to talk about this topic from me from my experience so today we're talking about exactly that the relationship and our interaction with our body and including when you want to manifest or shift something to do with your body. Maybe you deal with chronic pain. You want to lose weight. You feel like your body has let you down, or sometimes you're in sabotage mode, whatever it is. We're going to cover a lot today, but I'm going to talk all about that and the body. So first of all, before we launch in, if any of you are new here, welcome to the show. I'm so excited. You're here. My name is Talia Joy. I am the host. The Awakening Her podcast is where it's at, and I'm so honored that we have this soul contract and that we have connected here in this moment, and that you're tuning into this episode. So I could say a lot about me, about what I do, and um, where I live, and all this stuff. I'm a manifestation mentor, quantum activator. I live on Vancouver Island on the west coast of Canada. I'm a mom of three, but the part today that really pertains to this episode is, as a lot of you that have been around the block with me know, one of my biggest struggles in my life, beyond just a very rich internal world, like mentally, um, a lot of pressure on myself, a lot of being really hard on myself, that sort of mental Um, struggle has been sort of my flavor, (laughs) my flavor of struggle, but that manifested as an eating disorder. And this started when I was really young. I was first bullied for being fat when I was, uh, I believe it was grade four. And um, I was taking a drink at the water fountain. I remember um, one of these older kids said something about like, hurry up, fatty or something. And that was the beginning of a really, really long road that changes and morphs and that I am still walking hand in hand with to this day with the relationship between me and my body, my worth, my weight, all the things. (laughs) So that happened when I was young. And, um, then when I was a little bit older, when I was a teenager, I was bullied again for, you know, the, basically all the bully could pull up on me or would say was that I was fat and I was ugly and I was worthless and all this stuff. And that bullying situation got so escalated so quickly that my safety was actually in danger. So this is when I was in grade eight, um, which is what 13, something like that. And she showed up at my house one night and called my home and said she was circling with a knife and it, the story gets pretty intense, but the cops were called and I ended up getting a restraining order on her, but I was so terrified to even be in my town. And she was so aggressive and she would pick these people she would make fun of. And she just literally make their life hell that I ended up leaving that town, moving seven hours or so away in with my dad and lived with my dad for the rest of high school. Me and my dad are super close. So it was a move that I feel like I was meant to make anyways to live with him, but that was a time when I just basically left town and I actually went back a few years later to see a different friend and somehow this girl found out I was in town and told the friend, you know, um, that I'm going to beat her up like years later. It's just so crazy. I mean, especially as I'm a parent now to my oldest is 11, almost 12 and she's growing up fast and it's a crazy world being a kid, being a teenager, I hate saying it, but I'm like, man, teenagers are dicks. (laughs) Like it's such an extreme time. And, and I laugh now, but I've had a lot of tears, even recently healing this wound and going through that night when she was, you know, at my home and how terrified I was. And actually really random fun fact is, um, I'm really always, okay this is, I didn't intend to share this at all, but I'm scared to open the door of my house. Um, When somebody knocks or rings the doorbell, I, in my current life, I panic, I freeze. And I've only become aware through like me and my husband interacting. And we kind of joke about it and laugh about it. And he's like, it's always like one of my kid's friends, like a little seven-year-old wanting to play or, you know, someone doing a bottle drive for their soccer team or whatever. I don't live in an unsafe place. So why, when 100% of the time it's someone like that or someone dropping off a package, why am I so scared? And I realized just a couple months ago how bad it actually was. I was here in the house alone, my family was out and it was getting dark early because it's winter. And so someone knocked at the door and they hit the, they uh, rang the doorbell and I panicked. I dropped to the floor. I kid you not in my kitchen alone. And in the back, it's all windows out to our backyard, but because it's so dark, it was just creepy. And I dropped to the floor and I huddled up and my heart's beating. And I, all of a sudden had this moment of awareness of like, something is here. Like, this is really like, you can't even open the door. And I don't mean that being hard on myself. It was like, what is happening? Like, what is triggering this response? Because I'm sure it's probably one time recently, my husband had dropped his keys while walking on our back road. We live like in the country and someone saw the keys and somehow knew it was us. And they were trying to drop off these keys that my husband lost. And I'm sitting inside terrified. And it's like the friendliest neighbor. (laughs) Like I wouldn't be surprised if someone's literally needing a cup of sugar And I'm freaking out. So anyway, um, by going back to that time when the bully came to my house, I realized by playing back through that moment in a beautiful moment with my husband, a healing experience recently um, that it was because she was knocking at the door and I was terrified and she was saying she was going to kill me and all this stuff. So, um, anyway, I I, really didn't intend to get into that, but this is what happens in this beautiful platform. And thank you for allowing me to share. Um, it is something I've gone through that I'm, I'm, you know, has been a huge part of my life. So in this and the bullying and then moving on and it, it, I was always, I wasn't big, but I wasn't a skinny, scrawny kid. I was a little bit thicker. And so I always had now this slant on life that I am bigger. I noticed that I was bigger than my friends. And um, I just thought if I was skinnier, it'd be better. And, you know, all these things that a lot of us women and men um, deal with. And so. Basically as I went through high school I kind of was really really insecure but I hadn't I didn't know the nutrition component as well I'm also a teenager I moved to the city there's like slurpees and doritos and all these things that I'd never really experienced and um I started gaining weight and so I got more and more insecure as I started gaining weight and then finally I think it was grade 12 I kind of was like I've had enough and I had a cousin who had lost weight on slim fast and so I tried that and ended up losing a lot of weight quickly because I was eating so much crap. And then you change that to like three shakes a day and the weight just like fell off. But of course you can't maintain three shakes a day. And I wasn't actually learning how to eat or what my body needed. So it started a yo-yo, you know, up and down thing. Also just wanting to do extreme diets because noticing how fast they worked. But then I was always left kind of (laughs) fucked at the end, not knowing what to eat, um, scared to eat. And over time that turned into a full blown eating disorder, which over the next um, decade and a half went from extreme restriction, um, not eating for days, um, really counting every calorie being tortured by how much I was eating and logging calories and how much weight I was losing and not losing and all of that, the world of restriction and calorie counting and obsession and dieting. Um, and then after a while, I actually, I did that for a quite a long time of just eating less and less over exercising more and more trying to create that deficit cleansing, fasting all the time. Um, and then after about, I don't know what it was, maybe 10 to 12 years. Um, I couldn't, or maybe 10 years, eight years, I don't know. I couldn't maintain not eating anymore and my body flipped over to the other side and it turned into binge eating and eventually bulimia to try to manage the mess that I had gotten myself into my body since the time I was young, it's never been a comfortable place to be. And I'm just sharing super authentically and transparently because I know that there's a lot of people out there that can relate with that. And I remember when the first bullying happened, when I was like in grade four, um, I asked my mom, this is kind of disturbing. So a little bit of a trigger warning. Um, but I asked my mom if I cut the fat off my stomach, like with scissors, was it my idea? I wasn't actually going to do it, but I asked like, if I did that would the fat grow back. And I remember, I can still see to this day, like her like horrified face of like, uh, well, you would like horribly hurt yourself and you could like kill yourself or bleed to death. Or like, that's like scary. And I was like, yeah, but would the fat grow back? And like, I'd really remember being so young, younger than my, some of my, like younger than my oldest now about the age of my daughter, um, Cora, who's eight, uh, Yeah, about that age, but asking that question and always feeling like if i lost weight it would be better. so fast forward we do high school after high school it turned into like i discovered working out at some point in high school but then that turned into an obsession with working out and it went on and on as i got older i kind of started partying discovered drugs discovered you don't eat when you do certain drugs um really just throwing myself into the party scene alcohol anything and it was all to not eat. when i look back it's like i wasn't getting hammered just for the sake of it. It was always this, like, maybe if I drink, I won't eat. Maybe if I do Coke, I won't eat. Maybe if I do this, I won't eat. And I had pills going on and lots of things. So I'm telling a lot about my story right now. Um, but I've never felt the the feeling of being on the same page as my body was something that I, I never experienced until I went on this deep healing journey. And so today I want to talk about a few of the main things that I've learned to do with my body. And I hope that it'll help you to gain a closer relationship with your body. And if you feel in some way, like you're working against your body, especially if we are dealing with illness, pain, um, you know, mental anguish going like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with my brain? What's wrong with my body? Um, um, then hopefully today you'll find a little bit of comfort in knowing that I'm with you in this. And there's a lot of us in, with you in this. And it is a spiritual journey. So our body is an offering of spiritual healing and it's no mistake that empaths and highly sensitive people generally go through issues with their body whether it is like an obsession or a dislike of the size or the weight or it is that chronic illness something like that because we take on so much energy and so in the form of like chronic illness or pain or just like systemic things that are going on that are funky digestion and stuff we take on so much excess energy energy that gets stored in our body. And so it, it often is a complex relationship. And then of course, like for a lot of women, there's a lot of pressure to be a certain thing or lose the baby weight or be, you know, in a bikini or whatever our entire lives. And I know men experience that too. A lot of us have no matter what we are, but I know just firsthand being a woman, being a girl, being a mom, being a this, there's been different levels of pressure I've felt from the external world. So, um, now I'm in a place just to fill you in before I go into these main points. Now I'm in a place where I've had three children and having children dramatically changes your body, not just after, but The whole journey of being pregnant for me anyways was like such a a mind fuck for lack of better words. I was just telling my friend the other day how like I haven't weighed myself now in over eight years and I'll talk a little bit about that. Um, But the last time I did was when I was pregnant with my now eight year old and at that time they were weighing you every week. And so I would have to be weighed and then you're like, oh, it's like, oh, good my timer just went off. Um it would be like, "Oh good, you gained 2 pounds this week." And I'm like, "Oh my god, I have spent my entire life trying to not expand every week, <laughs> but now I have to be celebrating it and excited about it and it actually is a good thing. It was just such a weird journey. But why I'm saying all this is like my body has been through a lot. I also deal with what some people would say chronic pain. Um I feel sensation, I feel pain in my body all the time. It's a healing journey. I'm on the, you know, I'm on that path. Um, and so I have found that now I'm in this place of love and not just acceptance. Like I accept what I don't like about my body. It's like admiration and love. And it doesn't mean that it's always perfect. It absolutely doesn't mean that I don't have goals and desires, but what it means is I can finally look in the mirror and see myself as a full person, see myself as a journey, as you know, someone who has loved myself, someone who has not loved myself, someone who has been so mean to my body with the things I've said, the pills I've taken, the things I've done, the over-exercising, the mental anguish, the shit I've eaten, the aspartame I used to eat, the all of it, right? I have done so much to my body and it keeps me moving and it's still here and it's still showing up for me. And I've really been able to flip the narrative about it working against me and actually see that it's, It's my biggest ally. It's working for me. It's a portal of manifestation and it's really, really important. So, this is where I'm at now, where I am totally eating disorder free, completely um, free of the. neg constant negative thoughts about my body. Um, but it is still an ongoing journey. And actually currently as I'm recording, I'm going through a week of not looking in the mirror, which is something um, so funny. I'm going to all these cool places. And this is what I thought with this episode. I'm like, let's just open it up. I have these main points I want to teach on and talk about today. Um, but all of this stuff is just fun to share. So I am going a week without looking in the mirror. Um, I do have a little mirror for before client calls to look at my face. Um, My husband's like, what if you need it for medical reasons? Like you want to look at the, you know, a tooth in the back of your, I'm like, I'm not anti mirror. We can have mirrors or I can have mirrors, but what it is, is I'm not checking myself out in the mirror. I have this thing that patterns that linger from a lifelong relationship with my body and eating disorder and all that things that linger that I don't even, I'm not even aware of. They're coming into my awareness and I, I was told by my my spirit guides to not look in the mirror for a week to do a little experiment. It's been really, really cool. I'm only on day like almost the end of day four, um, but it's been really, really fun. So, what it was is I was looking in the mirror a lot and feeling these micro emotions of feeling like disappointed. Like, I in my mind, I'd be doing yoga or walking around. I'm like, I look hot, I'm, I feel strong, I feel good, good job me. And then I look in the mirror and I have this mini, like, oh, like wow, you look a lot more frizzy haired than you thought you did or like you don't look quite as hot as you thought or whatever. and. I just that's a it's a place to heal it's a place to go so right now I'm going through a week of actually not checking myself out in the mirror at all and like even if I go to the washroom I just like keep my head down like focusing on soaping my hands focusing on like you know drying my hands whatever leaving not looking in the mirror and sizing myself up so it's been really fun I'll share more about that on social media on Instagram I've been sharing a bit about it so in addition to that being my journey with my body and my sort of path also when I decided to heal My eating disorder, and for any of you that are new around here, you may not know that I actually did um, nutrition school. I was a nutrition consultant, and then I transitioned into teaching intuitive eating in my first second business, actually, uh, which was called Food Buddha. So, in addition to my own personal journey with my body, another aspect of me and why I'm talking about this today, and why you can trust me, and why this is going to really help you, is because I got educated in nutrition as I was healing, and I knew that I wanted to turn it around and help other people as I was healing. So I got into nutrition and I started helping people to become healthier, but because my passion was really in helping people that had been through eating disorders, I really loved working with women who really wanted to lose weight, but were acknowledging that it was a disordered relationship they had with their body. And they were wanting to start to entertain what it would be like to lose weight, to heal from love rather than from diet. So, when I got into nutrition school and started seeing people, I worked at a gorgeous clinic where we actually helped people that had cancer. And so a lot of my clients were straight nutrition clients. I was helping to you know, support them in their healing journey with cancer, which in some ways was incredibly rewarding and impactful and the relationships I made were incredible. But very quickly, like even within the first year, I was like, this isn't actually what I want to be doing because I lived a path for a reason. I lived a journey for a reason and that was healing my relationship with my body with myself and everyone could benefit with that or benefit from that including cancer patients of course but it just wasn't where I was called to be and I would also see clients that just wanted to lose weight for you know a wedding coming up or just like they thought that their issue was just I needed to lose 20 pounds give me the meal plan and very quickly I realized it's not what I wanted to do and within my license for nutrition I wasn't allowed to get into the more psychological aspects, limiting beliefs, things that my clients were actually dealing with, I wasn't allowed to get into the spiritual aspect and start talking about the universe and manifestation. And so I actually got to a point where I gave up my license, which was a huge, um, it's so funny because I've always moved more and more toward the woo as I go on. And now I'm just like mediumship and spirit guides. And it's all like, it's just cool to see the stepping stones. But eventually I gave up my license and started actually teaching, um, intuitive eating is what I was calling it because it was this building your intuition and, listening to your body and yes being able to lose weight I had clients that were losing like 60 pounds over three months of being together and it was from love I stopped doing meal plans I stopped doing just quinoa recipes and smoothie recipes and eat more soups and do this thing and really tapped into deeper levels of healing with my clients so I did that for quite a long time a lot of you remember me in the food Buddha days and then in my next business the good feeling life I wanted to teach more about manifestation but still brought in a lot of that health stuff. And now I am just so in the quantum and all about activating all that you truly are that my nutrition training doesn't really come up formally anymore, except I am, I do have such a a huge awareness of how your body, like we're talking about in this episode, as well as your health and your nutrition and leaning on the earth and the earth foods and water and, you know, beautiful things that this earth is giving us. I know how powerful that is. So I still talk to my clients about raising their vibration with food and intuitive eating and using food as a manifestation tool. Yes, you can do that. It's so fun. So it still comes in a lot of into my work, but I no longer sort of focus on nutrition. If you want to lose weight while working together, we can definitely do that but it's going to come from spirit from healing from guides from leaning into dissolving the resistance like I do with all of my work right the same thing to manifest dream body is to manifest a million dollars or manifest a client or manifest a trip it's all the same like um, method now or mojo now and so that's just another aspect of my history with my body my history with helping people and you know learning and teaching these things that I'm going to go through in this episode. So I'm in this place where I feel so much peace with my body and it becomes more and more evidence of these main points that I want to talk about. And the first one is my body is a vessel. And I know that you've probably seen that on an inspirational calendar, or you've heard someone say that, right? Treat your body like a temple or your body's a vessel. Your body is a vessel for your soul. It's literally the home that you slip into in this physical experience and over all of your lifetimes you've been a lot of different bodies you've been men women children you've been different ethnicities you've experienced a lot as a soul and this time you chose this body and this skin and your body is such a small percentage of what you truly are. You are so much more energy than matter. You are so much more space than solid. Your body is a vessel that houses source and houses your soul and carries you around on this journey. So when you really start looking at it like that, And start stripping away and dissolving the right and wrong, the good and bad. Am I tall? Am I short? Am I fat? Am I thin? Am I toned? Am I lean? Am I this? Am I that? Sounds like a song. Um, But you're none of that. You are all of it. (laughs) And you're none of it. But your body is a vessel. Your body is a vessel to house your spirit. So not good and bad food. Not good and bad shape. Like, thank you. Thank you for this... Vessel that allows me to move around. Thank you for carrying this spirit so I can experience life. The body is what helps you taste and smell and hear. You're, you can touch, you can exchange energy fields with someone, you can share moments of lovemaking or laughter or hugs. It's your body. Your body allows you to experience life. So we really need to start looking at it from that perspective and really spending some good time, some good old fashioned pondering time around that. If your body was a vessel carrying around your soul, would you treat it differently? If you were so present to how it's just a vehicle, And it's actually an incredibly malleable vehicle. And we're going to get to that too, but your body is incredibly malleable. In fact, all of your cells are regenerating all of the time. And I forget all the exact stats right now, but different cells regenerate at different speeds. Like your skin cells, um, regenerate at a different, a slightly different frequency or speed than like your heart cells or your liver cells. And I think it's the liver takes the longest to regenerate, but even that after I think the liver is something like three years, after three years, there's no same liver cells, but your skin and your blood and all of these fluids and most of your tissues and organs, you're like a new fricking person every few days. There's no new cells. It's just the message from cell to cell that gets passed on as one dies and one is born. So you are a completely new person all the time, which means you can change your body no matter what is going on. You can change your body. It is just a vehicle that houses your spirit, your soul, and allows you to manifest and move through this physical experience. So I just want you to think about that and think a little bit more about what it needs as a vessel. So drinking more water, not because you should, or not because Jennifer Aniston lost 10 pounds doing it, but drinking more water because you want to keep your beautiful vessel hydrated the way that you want to keep gas in the car, eating beautiful plant food that your body understands, fresh air in your lungs, movement, exercise, because it's your freaking vessel and you're learning how to love it. Not for the end result of, weight loss or cause this will heal all my pain, just doing it because what is my vessel need of me? That's going to be where healing and change and releasing weight and all that can happen is when you're giving your body what it needs because your body is a vessel of your soul and of your spirit. Mm. The second point that I've really learned is that your body is speaking to you. So this is again, another way of reframing like what's wrong with my body. Why is it doing this? This is wrong. Your body is sending you messages just like life is, but your body is sending you messages all the time. So I want you to think about in a car when the, say the oil light comes on or some sort of like something's wrong light, (laughs) you don't curse the light and be mad at the light. You might be like, ah, friggin' light, but you're not actually spending time calling out that bulb or being overly mad at the light because the light is just an indication of what's going on under the hood. And you're, if you're going to be frustrated, it's more like, oh, the fuel pump, you know, darn, I just got a new one of those. (laughs) So not a car person. Oh, the ratchet clamps. Oh man. (laughs) Um, so your body is a, is giving you signals and speaking to you all the time. So when your back starts hurting, it might be saying, get up and move around. Or when you feel, um, irritable or tired, it might be that you're thirsty. It might be that you need more rest, right? If your eyes are closing at the end of the night and you can't even keep them up, that's a signal that you're tired. When your stomach grumbles or you have stomach pains because you're so hungry, that's a signal. The stomach pains, you don't just sit there going like, what's wrong? Oh my goodness, my stomach hurts. I hate you stomach. When you know you're hungry, you just hear the rumble and feel the feeling and go like, oh man, I need something to eat. Where can I get me a sandwich? (laughs) So your body is always speaking to you. So if you get chronic migraines or you're holding weight that you can't release no matter what you do, or you have back pain or you have knee pain, or you have anxiety and your body's reacting, it's a signal of a disconnect inside. It's a signal of a spiritual or energetic misalignment. It's, it's a signal, my love. So a few things that um, actually I'm going to get into a little bit of that more in the next point, but when your body is speaking, I want you to start asking as you I used to do this when I was teaching people intuitive eating about like just straight up non-emotional non-judgmental like body signals and just noticing like oh I've been sitting here for a while so my mid back is kind of stinging and my neck feels tight or oh I feel like some stomach pains I'm either hungry or might be gassy <laughs> um or when you feel thirsty and you feel that feeling of like oh I need a glass of water just check in for a second and be like what does that feel like okay my mouth feels a little dry Or I, you know, for me, I picture myself drinking water. That's one way my intuition tells me to drink water. I see it in my mind's eye. I see myself chugging water or I just feel like, I don't know, what is that? Right? How do you name that? How do you call that? Just picking up on the fact that you are being signaled. So those things going on that you don't like are also a signal of an energetic disconnect. So the second point is your body is speaking, It's speaking to you and you're the one, the human is the one that interprets as right or wrong, good or bad, but it's not that it's just a message, just like the light in your car. It's not bad that the light goes on. It's not bad that even there's something wrong with the oil pump. Like it's bad to us because it's going to cause money and it's going to do this, but it's a vehicle. Things happen. Is it inherently actually bad? No. So what's going on in your body in whatever it is, it's just a signal of where there can be more healing. So the third point is similar to your body is speaking, but it's your body is teaching you. And this is where we go the next step, where we go, what is this telling me? And your body, if you took on your body as a religion the rest of your life and studied what your body was showing you, you could become an enlightened master. Because your body is going to tell you when you're not resting enough, or you're not drinking enough water, or you're eating too much processed food, or when you're feeling negative, your body is going to tell you how you're doing. And if you choose to accept the memo and become more and more aware of it, you might start noticing that you're always tired or you're never eating and you get really hungry and your blood sugar crashes and your body with the shaky, you know, hangry feelings, it's telling you something. So then you could start asking, why do I always do this? is this about self-love? Is this about self-care? Is this about boundaries? Is this about treating myself like I'm important? What is this actually? Oh, it's a rejection of self. It's, you know, a lack of self-trust, a lack of self-love, like you could go on and on and on. So really looking at what your body is teaching you. And I'm going to give you, and probably most of you have heard of this book, but it's going to be a resource that changes your life. If you have not yet heard about it and it's Louise Hayes, you can heal your life. And it's kind of like an encyclopedic guide of what different health concerns mean energetically. So I'll just share a couple with you that are so interesting. So many people deal with back pain, and this is including me. This is sort of in my body is the sort of was the source of the chronic pain. It's now spread throughout my body, although that makes it sound more doomy and gloomy. I actually feel like I'm making a lot of progress, but back was the big thing um, originally. And the energetic you know, component or the energetic meaning of back pain is feeling unsupported. So if you feel unsupported by your people around you, by your family, if you feel alone, if you feel unsupported by the universe, by life, like you're at a deficit and you're alone in this, you're on your own, you probably have back pain. And then depending on where the back pain is, like upper back and shoulders is the, literally the feeling of carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. You were probably given a lot of responsibility as a kid. You probably take on a lot, like you're going to just do it all because you're unsupported. You're, you know, an island. Low back is about deep feelings of anxiety, grief, shame, worry, um, really a lot of times money issues, things like that can um, radiate into the low back. Things like hips are about deep healing, self-rejection, more of that shame, those really tight, deep, low emotions knee pain is about an inability to move forward, holding yourself back. Usually the ego holding you back and paralyzing you from moving forward. So it goes on and on. So Louise Hayes, you can heal your life is the book that if this is speaking to you. So this third point is the body is teaching you. So when my back was hurting forever, And then I all of a sudden realized it tied into my mom wound and feeling unsupported and feeling alone and like a lone wolf. The more I get supported, the more I remind myself I'm loved. I look for evidence of how I am supported in this life. It's been a long journey. I That's been a hard one to heal, but my back pain immediately represents or ripples that what, however I'm feeling, if I'm having a day where I'm triggered and I feel alone and F everyone, my back will hurt. And I notice this now because I've been doing this work for a long time. So that's the third point is your body is actually teaching you. And if we take away those rights and wrongs and goods and bads and any future tripping or past, you know, whatever, and just be in the present moment and going, what is this pain? What is this? disorder? What is this anguish or inflammation or weight? What is it telling me? What is it here to teach me? And as you heal that, you can absolutely heal what's going on in your body. So just to recap, and then I have one more point about the body. um, and then I want to talk just a little bit about manifesting change in your body. So the first point was your body is a vessel It houses your soul. It houses your spirit. It is the shell that you get to experience and live in. It's the one you chose to. (laughs) Number two is your body is speaking. Your body is speaking to you. They are messages. They are signals. It is telling you something. And the third one is your body is teaching you. It's showing you where your resistance is. It's showing you where your unhealed parts of you are. It's showing you what you're doing that is holding you back in other areas of your life and where we can bring source and love and healing to. And then the last one um, that was coming to me today for this episode is your body responds to your mind. And this is a really big one. This is someone you might want to listen to more than once. Um, they've proven this now with epigenetics, and and um, you know the work of Joe Dispenza and B- Bruce Lipton. They've proven that. The body actually responds to the mind. And for a long time, we thought that the mind responded to the body. We thought that something hurt and then the brain goes, ouch, it hurts. So yes, but almost, um, I forget the percentages now. I should have looked it up before I hit record, but, um, way more signals are going from your, from your mind to your body rather than signals in your body, in your nervous system, going from the body to the mind. So basically what this means is your mind alters your cells and it alters your DNA. This has been proven. This is epigenetics. This is Joe Dispenza and Bruce Lipton, and there's many others in this field, but they're like the pioneers of this stuff. So what you say in your body alters your cells, And again, this stuff I'm going to riff, but just remember, this is not just intuitive. This is proven by science, your mind and the thoughts you put out and the emotions you put out carry an energetic frequency that changes life, changes your circumstances and changes your cells. So when you tell yourself I'm fat I'm in pain. I'm always going to be in pain. This will never heal. I'm getting older now, so things don't work as well. I'm telling you, all of the things that you say about your body are impacting your cells. Those cells get a message from your mind. There are times when the body speaks to the mind, like you hit you touch something that's hot. And you pull your hand away because as soon as the brain registers, it's like, get out of here. But most of the things going on between your body and your mind is the other way around. You are giving it signals. So when you say I am anything, this is the I am's, right? This is a huge, huge, um, anything you say after I am, you're basically claiming is you because I am is the name of source. Um, but anyways, that's a talk for another day. When you say, I am in pain, I am always in pain, I have chronic illness, I have this, I have that. That's why you barely hear me talking about my body pain, because I refuse to say things like, I have chronic pain, I'm always in pain. Even for the sake of teaching, something in me goes like, just don't. Just don't, I'm not lying or I'm not pretending it's not true. I deal with my own world of healing, but when I feel in pain, I would much rather say and ask better questions like, what is this here to teach me? What can I learn from this pain? Where can I bring more breath, more stillness, more meditation, more intention, more healing? That's what I want to do when I feel pain. I don't want to talk about it and just stay in. I'm in chronic pain. That being said, I know the journey of chronic pain and it freaking wears you down and it is tiring and overwhelming and just depleting. So I understand it's hard to be positive, but all I'm asking you to do is to recognize that the body responds to the mind. So I'll say some things to my husband instead of if I'm like trying to get comfortable on the couch or in the bed and it's my body's hurting no matter what I do, instead of saying everything hurts, I'll say like, I just, there must be a way to get really comfortable. I'm like, can I have that pillow? Or can you pass me that blanket? Cause there's gotta be a way to get really comfortable. I'll just reframe it into that. And I've done a lot of work on this. I'm sure you have too, but I just want all in all for you to remember that your body responds to your mind. So whenever you can say beautiful things to yourself and some of my favorite things to do is like when I'm on a walk, I'll be like, yeah, good job, body. Good job. And I'll pick it up a little bit and I might run a bit or do whatever. I'm like, yeah, you go, you go, you're doing great. You're doing great. Like I literally say these things to myself and I'll crave some water and drink some water and be like, there you go, body. Like almost like I'm watering a plant. I feel a surge of energy. I drink this water and like, there you go. Love you. Great job. You know, and. I recognize that my body responds to my mind. The other part about this is for the food that I eat, I don't ever beat myself up over food. I don't ever tell myself like, oh, this is really bad, but I'm going to eat it anyway. I actually just enjoy it. And I tell myself, and you guys have heard this chocolate is self-love too choosing the burger is self-love too. And I've found a beautiful place where I eat really well. I eat lots of plant food. I eat lots of raw stuff, blah, 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 on and on. But I love to enjoy food. So if it's something I truly want, I'm never going to say no. And I'm actually going to say, here you go, body, like love you. And then if it doesn't feel good, if I eat sort of quote unquote too much or my belly hurts or I go like, oh yeah, some people, you know, gluten might really affect them. I also take that as a signal and I'm like, okay, it was an act of self-love but I did also register that that much bread made me feel heavy. So I'm going to learn from that. And next time maybe I'll take the bun off or I'll get it, you know, the chicken on a salad. I don't know, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's, but it's not about calories. It's not about diets. It's not about what I should eat, what I shouldn't eat wrong, bad, healthy, you know, unhealthy, whatever it is. It's not about that. It's about here you go, body, I love you, I trust you, thank you, because your body responds to your mind. Your body responds to what you're saying. So tell yourself, I am getting healthier every day, or even if you don't believe that quite yet, There must be a way to heal my body. Or, thank you, body, for carrying me around every single day of my life. Some of the stuff I've done to you, some of the stuff I've said to you, I am so sorry. I love you. Thank you. Noticing what your body is doing for you and starting there with your mind. And then, if you have something that you're wanting to heal. I'll just go into the last thing I wanted to talk about manifesting body goals. You know, weight has been one for me that is always in the background of being like, cause I keep having kids and blah, blah, blah. And I'm naturally like, I, I know what it feels like to feel really fit. And I love that feeling. And that's what I strive for in my body is like feeling fit, feeling on feeling strong, feeling planted, feeling grounded. And that comes with, and also I want to lose a little bit of weight and that's okay too. I just want to say that, that if you have of goals it's okay right if you want to build muscle you want to lean out it does it's okay what i recommend and so actually i'll talk about that so that's a, one form of goal and then of course like i was saying there's healing certain things some people it's gaining weight because maybe they feel too thin or healing illnesses um healing getting off prescriptions like getting their body back to like homeostasis and that healthy balanced place so when you have goals like this the most important thing, and it's kind of the same as with manifestation, but how do you want to feel inside your body? And for me personally, whether it's weight or it's healing pain, or it's like figuring out this hip flexor thing or whatever, I want to feel free in my body. That's ultimately my goal I want to feel free to run around, to laugh, to enjoy, to eat what I want, to, you know, love my body, to be in a bathing suit, to be in a parka, to be in whatever, and feel comfortable. I want to feel free in my body, free of pain, free of anguish, free of judgment. I just want to feel free. And I know if you're listening to this, I'm sure you can relate to that. So what I recommend you do is look for times when you feel good. For me, sometimes right as I get dressed first thing in the morning, like I put on my pants or after I brush my teeth or when I kind of get ready for the day, or sometimes it's actually at the end of the night when it's like comfy pants, bra comes off and I'm like, ah, and I just settle into the moments where my body feels good in those slivers of time right before I fall asleep or when I do some stretching at night after the kids go to bed and I'm like, body, I love you. And then bringing in just a little bit of movement, a little bit of either intuitive dance or exercise or stretching or yoga, or, you know, even just cat and cow going into child's pose, like really simple things to bring some movement into your body while breathing into the intention of what you have for yourself. So getting that energy moving, visualizing feeling. Feeling into the you that has that body that is free in her body that is not dealing with pain and is feeling in the healthiest shape, um, And that includes being in love and being relaxed and being healthy and having a really great relationship with food and forgiveness and just nourishment and knowing your body's a vessel and all of this. So go to the you who knows her body's a vessel, who is listening to what her body is speaking, listening to what her body is teaching and recognize that recognizes that the body responds to the mind. What is she saying to her body? How is she expressing herself? And from that place, be open and available to new possibilities. I can't tell you how often I say I'm open and available to the healthcare team I need, whether it's an acupuncturist or a chiropractor, or a massage therapist, or an energy healer, everyone that's going to come together to help my body be the healthiest. I am open to that from this beautiful state of knowing I want to be free. I want to feel the fullest expression of who I am in love with my body. That's what I intend. And I know from that place, my body will find the shape that it'll, it'll lose the weight that if I, if my body needs to. It will be able to release that because I'm not holding on to it. I'm not resisting. I'm not struggling. I'm not striving. I'm not hating. I'm not controlling. I'm actually letting go and letting God, letting go and letting the universe come in. I am open to if there's something I need to shift in my diet, I'm open. And I can't tell you how often I get nudges of like, do a greens drink again. I'm like, oh, yeah or take acidophilus or probiotics I'm like, Oh yeah, digestive enzymes. Oh yeah. And I'll get these little ideas. I don't have to do them all. It's not that some weird control and I'm not just trying to lose 15 pounds or whatever. I'm trying to feel at home in my body. I'm trying to listen to what it's telling me because when you listen to what it's telling me and you're working on healing those things to do with self love and feeling supported and taking care of yourself, your body is really a machine that works for you and it will move into its healthiest frame. It will be able to heal. It will be able to release the weight and who the fuck knows what weight you'll end up being. Is it 110 pounds? Is it 150 pounds? It doesn't matter because you will feel so comfortable in your skin. So fit, so healthy, so steady, so sturdy, so strong, so lean, so curvy, so sexy. You will feel it. And that's who you become. So if you have body goals in any way, focus on how you want to feel in your skin, find little mini moments where you feel that, where you feel good, where you breathe gratitude in, breathe intention in, be open and available for the people that can come into your life to help you. And it might be in the form of like inner child healing. It might not just be a nutrition plan or a certain doctor, like be open and available to how source is guiding you because deep healing brings deep healing. And when it's a chronic thing or a persistent thing you've struggled with for a long time, it's telling you something it's telling you something. So I, I I could be a lot more specific and maybe at one time I'll do an episode on just weight loss or something like that. If there's more people that want more specific advice, but fully How you feel is what emanates out. What emanates out changes your cells every single day. When you tell yourself, I am releasing any weight I need to, or my body is healing, that's what it's trying to do all the time. It's always trying to heal. And as I allow it to heal, and as I look at my part and what I'm feeding it physically, mentally, spiritually, I know that it will find its happy place. It will find its center. It will find its home. And I trust in that. And I know that that weight will be perfect, that those supplements or whatever it is will be what I need to heal this. So again, it feels like I could go on forever about this stuff, but I hope that this served you today in reframing and just talking about the relationship with our body. And just a quick recap, the body is a vessel holding your soul. The body is speaking to you signals and signs going on all the time sensations learn to sit with those and ask them and journal on them and ask what it's about i started talking to my back at some point years ago and it was game changing i was like okay what are you telling me and it spoke back so try those types of things recognizing that the body is speaking to you and then the third was the body is teaching you so interpreting Is this about boundaries? Is this about healing the mom issue or the worthiness issue or, you know, feelings of not being good enough? Is this manifested thought coming through in my body? Of course it is. So what emotions here? Where am I called to heal? Where am I called to go? And then your body responds to the mind. Your body responds to your mind. So tell it as many yummy, beautiful things as you can release the need to judge or scrutinize or weigh or measure yourself if this resonates with you and just tune into how you feel instead of how many inches or what the scale says. The scale is not an indication of how you're doing. How you feel in your mind is an indication of how you're doing, how you feel in your clothes, how you feel in your skin, how you talk to yourself how hydrated you are, where yourself cares at. That's what fricking matters. If you just take diet pills and drink aspartame to lose five pounds, I'm not going to tell you you're doing a good job or you're doing better for yourself than before. Health is a full package. It's not about forcing a, a weight on the scale because you'll get there and be like, well, now what? I'm still unhappy in my skin. The journey and you get to heal it. You get to release the weight. And that journey is going to come through healing, through listening and through owning and mastering your mind and your thoughts and your emotions and how that's guiding you. Because also those anxious thoughts and those thoughts and of not being good enough and, you know, mean words you say to yourself, those also cause cravings because cravings are about comfort And when you're constantly being mean to yourself and judging yourself and stressing over this many calories or this many, this, or how you shouldn't do this or should do this, that causes stress that ironically you need to comfort yourself from in the form of alcohol, in the form of more food, in the form of trying to restrict and then binging. Like I've been in all of it at the worst parts of my eating disorder. I was bulimic. That's a very extreme disorder. It's very extreme. It's filled with self-hate, no trust in source, no trust in me, no trust in my body, thinking I needed to force everything. And I know now that that's not the case. And it starts in the mind, but work along with your body and use it as your greatest manifestation tool and discovery tool of who you truly are. Okay. I love you so much. I hope that this has served you. Let me know if this resonates with you as, as always come and find me to Leah joy manifestation. I'm on Facebook and Instagram, and I can't wait to connect with you further. Thanks for hearing my heart today and being here on this body journey. I love you lots. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning into the show. I truly hope that it served you and it means so much to know that there's seekers out there like you on the path, really willing to give it your all and go all in. And if you do find value in the show, I would be so honored if you'd leave a review on Apple podcasts. It really actually makes a huge difference to the success of the show. And I just love seeing your words and being supported. So thank you so much. The link for that is in the show notes. And also down there, you'll find some links for some free gifts.